Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is Minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me as always is Jeremy Bradditch. Hi, Kerry. <laughs> a little, a little, a little, nothing, a, nothing unusual to see here. A little bit low in the frame, were you, my friend? Well, I was adjusting the camera right before we started the podcast for the stream to show off Griffin sitting on my lap. But uh, then I adjusted it when we were out of this scene and I was not lined up. <laughs> uh, uh, Jeremy. Kerry. Today is uh, the final day of me living alone in this house, which I think is good. I think it's been a good two weeks and I'm ready now to not be the only one who these cats can annoy. Mm-hmm. Um. How have you been? Find because you've been living alone in your house too. How's that been? Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been all right. My my cat has been has been, uh, I, I believe has had fleas, and so like oh. she's 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 fine, but like she she gets like sores when she gets the fleas. Yeah. Um, because she like scratches enough that like just gives herself sores. Yeah. Um, and there's one that's quite bad on top of her head, which is which is not fun. Um, but, uh. She, they, they seem to be healing. Um, she's now getting rid of a lot of the hair that I've got the fleas in them. Um, so you know, there's a thing you can get, right? Yeah, no, no I, I, I did that already. Um, oh, nice. Like okay. th- th- this is why that because otherwise she would still have fleas. Um, yeah, and it would not be healing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So she's on the mend, um, but she's also just been like, she's like she hasn't seemed like she's experiencing any discomfort at all um which is which is good um she's just hmm. been like i've just i just noticed that when i would scratch her that she had like like the feeling of like dirt and stuff under her hair and and then i mm. noticed the sores i'm like okay you either have dermatitis or you have uh fleas so i yeah no fun i changed her food in case she was allergic and i also got her flea treatment as well and yeah but- that's an intense Round of changes to be making solo. Well, I I, I couldn't. Fi- I mean, like it was fine. Like I just I just ordered both of them off Amazon. But like I just yeah. I, I didn't know which one was which, and so I was like, well, fuck it, I'll do both. And then worst case scenario, it's like you're fine either way. And yeah, if it doesn't, totally. if it doesn't go you away, like, then you go to bed. And you can change the food back and see if anything changes again or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But I've I've also uh, we we you and I recorded um, some stuff on the weekend. We did, uh, which which was good. We recorded some more Patreon exclusive content, um, mm-hmm. more uh, Remembery Three. <laughs> oh yeah, if we're still calling it we that. We called it that. Um, which is just us reacting to the E threes of old in video form and laughing at the laughs and uh, putting our head in our hands at the moment where you are implored to put your head in your hands. Just so often. Yeah. Um, by the time this podca- podcast goes live, um, one of those will be available on YouTube, um, mm. which is the the um, the one where we we reacted to the Xbox showcase um, from right. two thousand and nine um, with PlayStation and Nintendo from two thousand and nine both available uh, to watch f- to all of our wonderful patrons. Mm. Um, but after that, I like. We we finished recording at about like like we, we did we did one like one in the in the middle of the day and then one later in the afternoon. Yeah, I needed I needed the recharge for yeah. another for another go. Yeah, yeah, we, we we both did, and and after that, um, I think we finished at about eight o'clock. Yeah, um, something like that. And I then I just like I had a phone call, and then three quarters of the way through the phone call, I just sort of like put clothes on, um, like like put like outside clothes on, and just like walked to the cinemas 
to buy uh-huh. the final to buy the the only only Oppenheimer ticket available for the cinema that yep. was nearby my house. Uh-huh. Um, and then just sat and watched that film and then walked home on my own. And well, you 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 said in Discord, you said I have now seen Oppenheimer. I feel sick. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I did. I I felt physically ill after mm. that film. Um in a good way. I was like Get your tickets now. Well, like that's the thing. It was like it was a really intense experience, really an emotional film, really mm. like affecting. Yeah, really affecting. And like it's one of the films where like immediately I'm like, oh fuck, I really w- want to watch that again for the first time. Oh oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um I also do just want to watch that movie again, but not immediately. Um mm. I I need like a week on that one. Um whereas last just night like when Nolan's I watched the last film, Tenet. Uh, I I haven't seen Tenet. Um, you haven't seen it. No, I've got it. Um, oh, when when I watched that movie, I it was it was less than twelve hours, and I I hadn't planned on it, and I immediately started watching it again. I was like, I need to see this again now with all of that in mind. Yeah, right. Um, uh, <laughs> this is Oppenheimer a time loop situation like that? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I and then and then and then last night I saw Barbie. Um, mm. And then that one, I'm like, yeah, I want to watch that again, but I don't, I don't need time to, 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 to sit in that. I can just watch that movie again. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't need a, a like a, a travel sick tablet. No. To home after that one. No. <laughs> there are things well, in Oppenheimer, man. There are, there are things in that movie that I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I'll bet there are. It's um, about the creation of the atomic bomb, which is a true story. Yeah. And this, uh, it's like. I like I didn't know much about the man. I think most yeah, people don't actually don't. know much about yeah. the man. Um and this movie explains why you don't, which is one of the things that I didn't really expect. Right. Um but it's a it's a wonderful story told wonderfully. Mm. Nolan was saying he he adapted a, a specific book for the script for this. Yeah. Yeah, there was a you f- it, feel like reading the book. I kind of like it's it like the book is like it's I think the book is it's like it's a it's a bunch of stories about Oppenheimer I believe I don't know if oh, I, I don't remember if it's written by, by him uh, it might be I, it might be by him I I think it was like it's like literature written by Oppenheimer okay I I I I can't quite remember exactly what it is but um yeah Robert Pattinson gave him that book at the tenant rap party. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and then after that, he's like, "I now know what my next movie is." That's amazing. Yeah, it's called American Prometheus: The Triumph and Tragedy of J. Robert Oppenheimer. It was written by Kai Bird and Martin J. Sherwin. Yeah. Prometheus um, being the god that gave, uh, like, what is it the 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 god that that gave the power of man? Sorry, the god the god that gave man the power to end end themselves mm. um, which makes sense mm. seems like a weird thing to do mm. also Robert Downey Jr. in the movie is fucking incredible is he? yeah cool yeah. I, it's cool seeing him in something that's A different and just like again yeah and like and, and it's also good seeing him talk about like yeah like hey like I am uh, like like I've I've like acted for the first time in in like <laughs> In, in like in like a decade, he's kind of saying yeah. that in no uncertain terms. He's like, I like, he, like he said, like he was worried that he actually wouldn't be able to act after right. being Iron Man for such a long time. Yeah. Um. Whereas now he's like, yeah, okay, I I actually know how to act again. Well, yeah, I mean, he's been doing it all his life, so 
I'm not. I'm not surprised. No, <laughs> he, he yeah. was still acting when he Iron Maned. Yeah, but he definitely got like, like he like did a great job. He, but... he 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 found a groove. He found a couch groove. Yes, yes. Also, I this sorry. This is so 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 off topic. But I I I, I, right. I, I need to briefly share. I watched uh, uh, an interview with Nolan, and he uh-huh. was talking about um like the the interview. I think it was I think it was on it was it BBC or Sky. It was one of those two. And they they were asking him questions. And one of the questions that they asked him was like. What is your what is a film that when it shows up on TV, uh, you don't change the channel and you sit and you get you you get stuck watching that movie? But I think it's such a great question, especially because it's completely hypothetical these days. Kind <laughs> it of, never yeah, actually happens. Yeah, totally right. And so I think his first response was Lawrence of Arabia, which which makes sense as as a as a film connoisseur. His second yep. pick was Talladega Talladega Nights. You're kidding. The, the Will Ferrell movie. The Will Ferrell, John C. Riley <laughs> movie. That's so funny. Because I, I saw that movie, like, after having, like, loved Anchorman. I think I saw that in theaters. And I only saw it the once and was like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. A couple of laughs and a couple of, like, eh. Yeah, he goes, and someone said to him, like, really? Like, the like, <laughs> like you know, like this. Christopher Nolan wants to watch Delegate Dagon Nights every time it comes up. Yeah, this goofball comedy. And he responded just with, like, the if you're not winning, you're losing, or whatever they say in the film. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So funny. Uh, oh, that's so, like, that's so nerdy in such a fun I way. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> It's such a, uh, it's such a like director saying like, you know, like there, like there are some, like, you know, it doesn't matter the the genre of film, you can make a good one sort of thing. Yeah, totally. Also hearing him uh, say that he might, he's, he's terrified too, but you know, he would consider making a Star Wars film is like, got me, like got me in a state. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it would, it would be difficult working for that machine, I think with his, uh, like with his acumen and his vision, he's, also working within the studio framework, like I, I think that's part of what he would be reluctant to sign up for because he knows it because of DC. Well, th- that, but he also like, um, the, 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 like I'm pretty sure the first Star Wars film is is the reason he became a director, and so he's got that personal attachment to it. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like there's there's a there's a handful of directors that I think if they said they want to do a Star Wars film. I think that Disney would go hands off. Yeah, yeah, and, and totally. He's one of the like four. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Like he, it's kind of the like everything he's touched has been golden. I mean, except Dark Knight Rises. What's yeah. the story behind Dark Knight Rises? If you uh, know? Like uh, in a nutshell, uh, Heath Ledger was, I think, contracted for two films. Oh fuck, that's right. And, and then, then he died. Yeah, and yeah. then and then and then he died and um they had to rewrite it and but also the ball was rolling and like look, like 2008 to 2013 is much longer in between um uh Batman Begins and Dark Knight. Um, True, but Nolan did Inception in there. He did do Inception there. And so I think I think there was a I uh, my feeling is is that he actually didn't really want to do it. Um I don't think that that movie was a movie he was actually interested in making by the end. Um, mm. But he, he sort of, he had a, he had a contract to do it. Like that movie is not, that movie is messy and. Yeah. It's messy, but it's not, it's not trash. It's still enjoyable. And it's like. A, a, it's lo- still... a, a lot of it I don't enjoy. There's a lot of that film that I don't think is very good. I enjoy the Bane stuff and I enjoyed some, like the, you know, Batman rebuilding himself stuff. 
But like that movie's got so many fucking cops in it. And yes, it does. And <laughs> like the entire final fight is a bunch of cops fighting a bunch of fucking like mercs. And I'm like, you okay. Wanna see, you want to see Batman in the daytime? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, there's so much daytime Batman and the Robin stuff is shit. And the Talia Agul twist at the end is like, oh my God, okay. And then he's got a nuke that he drives out into the fucking ocean and it blows up. And then he's there at the end. Oh, there's so many things that happen in that film. They're like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. And like, like I enjoy Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. Yeah. Like to an extent. Um, but like then she becomes very like selfless and I'm like, this isn't really Catwoman anymore. <laughs> and it- I think I think why I like it is it's because it's like Batman Begins has a lot of heart, but isn't as well made as like the Dark Knight and all of Nolan's movies after that point. Sure. You know, we were talking about that last week because I, w- I happened to watch it. Yeah. Um, and it's like, what if you took a movie that like doesn't quite have the heart of Batman Begins, but has all of the like filmmaking like technique of the f- first Dark Knight movie? <laughs> and, yeah. Like, it, to me, that's... It, it turns it into this like very cinematic popcorn flick for me you know like it's yeah. just like that, that, general that, batman milieu that, that's why i don't like it it's like yeah. it's it is it is like like uh it's a vague batman movie <laughs> yeah and and they do a lot of the stuff that the first one does but like again and like not as good for some of it yeah uh-huh <laughs> like batman begins is just so much of a better movie yeah, it in, is. In terms of, like, plot and direction and yeah. and stuff. And, and, like, heart. Yeah. Yeah. Like, remember, like, like, uh, like, Achillean Murphy is in The Dark Knight Rises again. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they wheel out Liam Neeson again in the in Oh, the, they do. In the I dream sequence. about that. Yeah, he's in the, um, he's in the prison, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's when he's in the prison, he talks to him and... Yeah. There's so much Robin. There's so much... Ju- Joseph Gordon Lovett. I like Joseph Gordon Lovett. He's good. I, I don't like Hit Record, but I like him. I don't Again, like because something we were talking about before we started the show. Because ten things I hate about you. I don't love him in a lot of things. I think he's fine, but I think he's like. I have a fondness for him. I have a soft spot for him. Yeah, I like. It's kind of like for me, it's, it's a completely uncritical. Like, hey, that guy. <laughs> yeah, no. To me, I'm like, oh, fucking that guy. <laughs> the guy that his first fucking directorial movie he ever did it was called Don John and it's about him having yeah. an addiction to sex with Scarlett Johansson I'm like alright like okay this is the first movie you direct you put yourself in the lead and your entire thing is having anyway <laughs> give me a break Joseph <laughs> I think he has given you a break where is he oh he's trying to rip off a bunch of artists that don't understand uh, licensing <laughs> I don't think it right. Is hit record even functioning still? I think so. Like I'm sure it still exists, but are they actually doing anything? Apparently. Still okay. Out. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't really trust hit record, but that's all right. No, anyway, on. that's that's a very long um breaker for the show. <laughs> hey everyone, we're gonna talk about video games now, if you believe if you if you can believe it. Uh if you aren't familiar, this is the Minimap cast, minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, well, we, our topic for the show, which Jeremy thought of yesterday, which we are going to uh, spin up now 
Uh, get get ready because uh, we we didn't quite have our topic that we thought we would. We're going to rank console startup sounds slash animations slash boot up screens. Uh, not all of them because we Jeremy found a video that's it's like all console startups and it's like twenty minutes long. Yeah, and there's like so many like Sega CD two startup screens and like all kinds of random shit in there. So we're mostly just doing the iconic ones, the ones you remember, the ones that make you feel fuzzy inside because of the nostalgia. It's all going to be there. So uh, that's what we're doing today. Uh, If you're you're new here, the Minimap cast goes live on all podcast platforms every Wednesday uh, with 24 hours of early access given to all of our wonderful patrons. More on that in just a second. If you like what you're hearing, like 15 minutes of Oppenheimer and Nolan and... And uh, well, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt talk, um, plus video games. You could, uh, yeah, if you like what you're hearing, uh, make sure to give us a positive rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tell your friends if you're enjoying this and you think they'd like it. Uh, it makes a huge difference for us, helps us uh, plug along, and it only takes a couple of seconds. Uh, if you want to get notified every time a new episode is released, oh boy, here we go. Um, make sure to follow us on social media. If you weren't aware, today's the day that Elon Musk announced that Twitter's about to become X. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I'm going to say we are at MinimapAU on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and also Twitch. Uh, but honestly, I think we are we are we are minutes away. Like we can measure the amount of time it will take in minutes until we are not using Twitter anymore. Like, um, <laughs> I'll still be on there because I'm broken, but, like, I am posting the same stuff on there that I am posting on other platforms. Um, and yeah. eventually that will probably stop on Twitter. And, like, you can see you can see the interactions are going down, too. Like, like different, like, people post things and, like, you're not, you're used to seeing, used to seeing X account normally gets X number of likes or more if it's a picture of their puppy or whatever. And it's like all of those numbers are going down. Everyone's numbers are going down. You can see it. Yeah, the interaction rate has been absolutely fucking like annihilated over the past mm. eight months. Yeah, and, and, and I mean specifically in the last month too. With um, when 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 they started getting rate limited, that was that was a huge kicker. I think. <laughs> God, that was so funny. Uh, anyway, yeah. All of those, all of those places, including Twitch, where we are live every Monday night, seven thirty p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time for the live recording of the Minimap cast. Uh, we always hang out with chat before and after and during the recordings of the Minimap cast, and we'd love to see you there. We wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And finally, Minimap is completely independent and funded almost entirely out of our own pockets. So to help keep the mics and lights on, if you wanted to support us, you could do that by becoming one of our patrons. For only $5 a month, you get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast. Uh, you get extra bonus features like those uh, old E3 watch-along conferences that we mentioned before. Uh, we have now done the Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox 2009 E3 press conferences, all three of them. So we'll be, we'll be moving on from 2009 next, but that's what you could find there at the moment. We'll be doing more. Uh, and uh, yeah, also recordings of the post show go up there. So if you miss one, like you weren't live in chat or uh, or you were live, but you want to see a funny thing that happened, the recordings of them go live up there too. Uh, so yeah, head on over to patreon.com slash minimapau if you wanted to help us out. And remember, it's cheaper than a latte with oat milk. Hey, Jeremy. Hey. You remember when you said, let's keep it snappy? Yeah. 
<laughs> that that was that was an old timer intro though. Um, hey, let's start this uh, this ranking yeah. of the of the startup sounds. We've got about a bit more than a dozen here. It looks like, uh, and we're going to show them and listen to them um, uh, with you on 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 for the podcast on the stream as well. Uh, Jeremy, could you change? Uh, what you stream to me as well, so you you, you stream the web page to me that everyone yeah. else is seeing, rather than the yeah, yeah, so yeah. we can hear it at the same time. Sure, that would be great. Uh, so yeah, I've we've we brought in this list. It's, it's split up, so it's all it it's seemingly random, but it's kind of curated because I didn't want I didn't want uh like all the Game Boy sounds lumped together and then all the PlayStation ones. So it's like a PlayStation and a GameCube and an Xbox and a Dreamcast and a DS like. So it, it's all spread out. It'll give us a nice general overview. Uh, and um, yeah, Jeremy, are you ready to start us off? Uh, yes, I just need to quickly actually make the page where we will be doing the rankings. Yes, um, and, no worries. And pop that. And so we will be uh, we'll be listening to them and being like, oh, that's cool. I mean, it'll be interesting to start, but we'll rank them ab- above x below y i think would be a good way to go about it as we as we as we start here yeah cool all right so um let me just copy that through i'm very excited you you so you you said you had i'm just gonna vamp a bit you said you had this idea um yesterday and it's a a it's a very good one b it's just in time and c i'm very excited to do it yeah 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 like it's such a, a slam dunk of an idea. All right, cool. So it's gonna be a little bit messy, but that's okay. Uh, let's go to that one. Ah, uh, doesn't work at all because I can't see the text. All right, I'm just gonna pop that there and then pop that one there. Great, <laughs> love it. Um, ah, oh, no. let's let's watch all these first and then and then we'll do the list in full screen after. Oh, you want to watch them all first? Okay, yeah, no worries. I, I reckon I reckon that that it's easier that way. All right, can you start us off with the one hour of silence occasionally broken up by Lego Yoda? <laughs> screen, please, I'm not doing that, <laughs> <laughs> but I will be viewing that video at some point at work. Um, <laughs> at work, it, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, so starting off with the Sega startup sound, um, this one is. It's, it's an all timer. Oh, this is like this is like the Sega Sega sound. Okay, so uh, from the Genesis, I believe it is. Right. Okay. Um, well, this is the Sega Genesis startup sound. Hang on, let me unmute. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right, here we go. Sega. Classic. Oh, really classic. I didn't. I didn't notice there was a um a little bass drum kick in there. Boom, boom. Like th- th- there was a handful of Sega ones because there was also another one that was like Sega, and it just was like a yell, um, yeah. which was quite funny. But not none of them were as classic as that. That no. is absolutely definitive. That is gaming right there. This is capital all- G. Yes. Uh, the next one is all three GameCube startup sounds. Um, and listener, you might be wondering, all three? Yeah, I I, did, I was not aware of this either. Um, so it turns out there's a couple of. Uh, Easter egg startup sounds, and I'll tell you what the condition is for them when we get there. So the normal one. Classic. One of the best. One of the best. So the second one here is if you hold Z on one controller. (laughs) 
That feels really <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie, doesn't it? Totally. And then if you hold Z on all four controllers. Wow. I was not aware of that. No, that's just like a bunch of like general sound effects, <laughs> you know, like so, classic 2000 sound effects. My suggested fucking YouTube is just so trash at the moment. I, I, I was trying not to comment on it, Jeremy, but it is absolutely what you've got Simpsons Hit and Run, you've got Noah. You've got I've, got. I've got a video that's just called Skylar White Yo. Skylar White Yo. I've got, Kingdom Hearts Ratchet. Yeah, I've, I've got a Kingdom Hearts Platinum. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. <laughs> anyway, uh, move, moving on. Um, moving right along. Uh, we have the PlayStation 3 Slim startup sound. Uh huh. Similar to the original. <laughs> Sorry, that started playing in the background. <laughs> um, the PlayStation Three had a, had a handful because um, there was, depending on the hardware that you had on the PS Three, um, there were there were different ones. The I I do have a soft spot for the original PlayStation Three one. It's a little bit more, like a bit more full with its orchestra, whereas this one has a little bit more bass in it. Um, but but they're they're all they're all quite similar and all quite good. Um, and like it's very nice. It's a really it's it's. It's actually quite classy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, quite nice. It's a little pretentious, but, like, it's just generally nice. This one is the uh, original Game Boy Advance startup sound. Oh. Nice and crunchy. Can't go wrong with that. Really can't go wrong with that one. Uh, the original Xbox startup sound. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is very cool, yeah. and then you, you're looking at, you know, looking at that after the like, the story of the like how, um, that's how right. the original Xbox was made, how it was like the direct Xbox, um, yeah. and about and how it's like the original Xbox startup intro. That entire sequence is rendered every single time you launch the console. Um, it is, oh, it is, is that real time? It is. It is real time, which means that you can actually, uh, if you soft mod your your console, you can change the color of it. Um, you can oh. like you can edit it because it's it's all it's a it's, it's being a, it's being done in real yeah, time. Yeah, in yeah. real time. One of my personal favorites, the Dreamcast. Kind of. So yeah, you you said this is like oh yeah one of my personal favorites, and it turns out I've never seen that before. When yeah, I right. when I when I got it ready, I was like, hey, this isn't someone saying Sega. What is this? <laughs> uh, the PlayStation One startup intro is everyone I think in the world is familiar with this. Hold on, everybody. Jeremy, does it get better than that? I don't know that it gets better than that. I, I, I'm curious, Carrie. What is? I just got chills. <laughs> what What is the game that begins for you after that sound? Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, I didn't have a PS One, so this is based on like playing with other people, right? But okay. yeah, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, right. You? Uh, either that or um, uh, Toy Story, <laughs> Toy Story Two. <laughs> yep. All right, this is the Nintendo DS. Oh. Now this is this one is not animated, but it, there is a, a slight animation to the to the DS startup sound. 
Oh man, and then and 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 then I'm I'm straight into the menu too, and the the different like beeps and boops, and there was not much to do on that menu. But when I was in it, I was like, oh, the future. Now this one is the PlayStation Two, which is already a fan favorite for people in the chat right now. And then. Yeah. It's pretty good. That video, I should have got another one. That video doesn't go on as long because there's it could be a bit more extended as it like loads up. Where it is. Yeah, d- depending on, on, on how depending on how dirty your disc is, yeah. is, 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 is is dependent on how long that intro takes. Um, but yeah, that, that music cut out earlier than I would have liked. Because there is the version of it also that the disc the, the disc does not read. And it, oh, and and it I, goes red. Yeah. It's like yeah, the eye of Sauron looks yeah. at you. Uh, this one is got uh, so it's it's immediately after the first Xbox. Yeah, 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 yeah. So th- this 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 is the three sixty ones. So the, there's there's two here that that will combine yeah. into a single listing. The, the Very th- good. The first three sixty intro sound. And the second 360 intro sound. Both very nice. That second one's very classy and like fits along with the like mid 2000s or early 2000 or early 2010s yeah. graphic design of like flat colors and all of that. But um, that first one, that first one immediately takes me back to uh, playing Guitar Hero for the first time. Yeah. And playing Halo 3. Yeah. Like for me, and that's, I didn't own this console. Yeah. This for me is like, oh, I'm getting ready to play Halo 3. <laughs> yep. Yep. Totally. Uh, the PlayStation Portable boot up sequence. That's very nice. A little half step from the um. Yeah, oh. little a little a little half step from the uh the PS2 to the PS3. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's only a handful left. Game Boy Advance. Wait, we already had Game Boy Advance. We definitely did that already. Uh, Where, where's yeah. the OG Game Boy? Uh, maybe got the wrong link. Do you, want to, do, you want to, do you want to grab that and pop it in chat for me while I'm... Um, I will find it. I will find it! Uh, we have the Xbox One and One S startup sequence. Which is what we hear at the end of every Xbox One trailer. For example. Yeah. Well, maybe not now, but yeah, no, not for not, a long time. Yeah, no, not anymore. Um, PS5 boot sequence. It takes a while. Yeah, it does. Here we go. <laughs> the way the way YouTube handles when I pause videos and when I don't does my fucking head. In. Um, that beep is obviously not not related to the PlayStation Five one. Um, hey, can we can we have the last five seconds of the PS Five again, please? <laughs> There you go. Uh, yeah, and then that was it booting into Miles, which yeah, is not yeah. really part of it. Yeah. Uh, um, we, yeah. We have the Atari Jaguar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so funny. I haven't seen this before today. It goes still for a little bit, but yeah. then if you've 
got the means, look at the video for this. It's also only in the right channel. <laughs> it is. And then, like, to show off their 3D graphics, they show off a JPEG of a Jaguar yeah. as a cube. So yeah. they just show it six times <laughs> revolving. <laughs> Um, and then there there is one for the for the Xbox series. Like, do we have this one already? That'll be right at the end on that on that all consoles one. There we go. Honestly, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, really not bad. Yeah. Um, and then and, uh, did we? Yeah, yeah finally yeah. the Game Boy original startup sound. You may have heard this before already. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. Outstanding. So, there's a lot there. There's a lot there, but they're all important except maybe the Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, look, <laughs> <laughs> the Jaguar is important. Uh, but, yeah, but, sure. but we'll see how we go. All right, Kerry, uh-huh. we have these listed here as as roughly the order we went through. This is not, however, the ranking that, that we are going to be doing. How? No, as in this is not uh, this is not the oh, order. Oh, you're right. The, this isn't how we've ranked them. This is not the order of how how they, they are going to be ranked. Yes. Where where which one? Which one is your immediate number one? If if you have one. I don't know if I've got one that immediately is at the top because there's a lot of good ones. But PS2 and PS2, PS1, and GameCube for me sit mm. right at the top. All right, I'm going to put PS2 right at the top. I'm going to put uh, GameCube right at the top. Uh-huh. Uh, in no particular order. Yep, yep. Uh, and PlayStation 2. Uh, PS1, PS2. Cool, great. For you, what sits at the top? Um, what sits at the top? I, I, the 360 is really good. Okay. Um... And I think the other well, and and the and the Dreamcast. I think Dreamcast. I want to put in the in the upper echelon of of rankings. Okay. Now, which one for you is at the bottom? Do you have one that's uh, at the very bottom? At the very bottom. Yeah. Thank you for increasing the size on yep. that. Um. At the very bottom, the I'm happy to keep the Jaguar down here. I think the Jaguar stays down there. The Jaguar's here because it's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's hard because a lot of these have heart, you know? Like, a lot of these are, like, babies that I love dearly. I think the Game Boy, while iconic, isn't particularly much. No. I think the Game Boy is low. I don't know if it's the lowest, but it is low. Yeah, I'll, I'll, put, it, I'll put it in the lower, and then, and yep. then we, can, we can continue to refine. The PSP as well. The PSP is nice, but it's not particularly memorable. Sure. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I never had one. How did, did have you had, did you have one? Did that, how yeah, did that one hit you? I, I had one, but I, I honestly, before seeing that, I couldn't remember it. Um, I didn't play my PSP a lot. Um, like I only played it for one video game. Um, but sure. like, I don't. But like, I didn't own a Game Boy Advance and that's nostalgic for me. Yeah. Know? So yeah. like, I think that says a lot. Um, um I want to put the PS5 then, lower, I think. Yeah. Yeah, PS5. I think the series goes above the PS5, but not by much. Like yeah, they're both yeah. good. They're both like serviceable. Um, they're, they're not, not bad. Yeah, they're, they're just not super interesting. Yeah, totally. Um, if I had to say, if the PS5 slash series, if they were better than the PSP and the Game Boy, um, 
I think because of how iconic the Game Boy is, I might put Game Boy above series on our list. Sure, sure. Um, but it's right in there, you know? Yeah. I want to put the Jaguar above the PSP because I think it's funnier. Um, <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'm happy with that. <laughs> um, all right. So let's have a look at some of the middle ones here. So we've got Game Boy Advance, Xbox One. Xbox One is not super interesting either. I think it's it's fine... It's, it's it's pretty short. Um, mm-hmm. So I might leave the Xbox One kind of where it is. Yeah. And I might put... Um, I think the OG Xbox over the PS3. I think that for me, that one okay. that one has got... A, like it, it's sort of cemented in time more than I think the PlayStation 3 one is. Like it's got a it's got such a distinctive style and direction about it compared to the PS3, which is like just an orchestra starting up. Yeah, and like and you know part of that might be nostalgia, but I was I was think part of that is like hey like this is like a you know that they, they, they got to make a splash with this one. Um. Uh, what's next for you? So in the middle here, yeah, we're looking at Game Boy Advance, DS, PS3, OG Xbox, Sega Genesis. I think Sega Genesis towards the top sits well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think DS at the very least goes above PS3. Uh, yeah, sure. Yep. Yep. I'm happy with that. And honestly, I'm Game Boy Advance tempted to put PS3? Game Boy Advance above PS3 I, as well. I think so am I. I think so am I. Um, uh, again, it's very simple, simple in the way of the, of game of, um, the DS Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy, but it is iconic. It is recognizable. It is, uh, well, it is those things. Yeah. Um, Whereas, yeah, the PS3 is fond and it's, I think it's a clever use, but it's not particularly iconic, I don't think. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, so the, then, the, Jeremy, the, if we were to look at our top six here. Yeah. Starting from the bottom of that six, we've got Sega Genesis, Xbox 360, GameCube, Dreamcast, PS1, and PS2. Uh, I think the Genesis... Pers- Sorry, you go. I was just going to say, I personally would put GameCube above Dreamcast. Sure. Um, GameCube is so, so amazing. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. it's such a, like, beyond being recognizable and nostalgic, it is a genuinely fun, quirky, like, kind of never never heard before or since kind of a, a melody and um, tone and, like, playfulness. It's also such a dynamic, cool screen with the cube itself the way it rolls around it's just it's a i think it's actually really quite incredible yeah um it's also worth mentioning that th- there's a lot of missed what consoles in here because not every console has a startup sequence some of them have the beginning of a song um which then just yeah. goes into the or mini like, theme but like some of those like, like ps4 we didn't put here yeah we, and like like and same with the Wii. like it was it's just kind of the beginning of the song um which is we're going for visual and audio at the same time. Basically, if there's like a if there's a thing that it is showing you at the beginning of the screen that is not an epilepsy warning, um, then 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 we are going for it. Nothing wrong with epilepsy warnings, but uh, we we want to we want a branded like, hey, get ready to play the console kind of yeah. kind of thingy. Um, yeah. I think. I mean, you asking that question about the PS One load up. Uh, screen was I, I think quite telling you know where you said what was the next game that came after that startup sound for you yeah and like that's 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 telling I uh, when we were talking about 
this before the show. I said um, an honorable mention should go out to the startup for Ocarina of Time because that wasn't a Nintendo 64 console exclusive. But for me, with how many times I loaded up Ocarina of Time, it kind of was. And right. it, for me, it is quite an iconic startup. Sure. But it's not a sound, it's just the, the visual. Yeah, right. Um, and it speaks to that same thing, that era of like, I see this thing and I know X is about to happen. Yeah, yep, yep, um, yep. Um, I think... I think the Dreamcast is below the 360, but above the Genesis. Oh, you think Dreamcast goes above Sega? Like, I think Sega is more memorable, but I think that the Dreamcast intro is a better intro. Like, 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 like more, more people were exposed to Sega because they still do that, like, that chime. Well, true. Plus, the Dreamcast was their final console that kind of failed. Yeah, yeah. But but I think um, that the Dreamcast opening is like really excellent, and all, and also kind of like works into a lot of the the Dreamcast like known games, like Space Channel Five and 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 like some of the Sonic games. Like, I think there's like a there's like a feeling there. Okay, sure. Um, Can I ask what your history is with the Dreamcast? I've never played a Dreamcast. Okay, where is your familiarity with the intro coming from? Uh, I have seen people play the Dreamcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it, every time I see it, I'm like, fuck, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it reminds me of, um, I mean, it, it is of its era with like its font and like how it's being drawn and like it's not particularly graphically complex, but it reminds me of like a like an app that you would get on a CD. It wouldn't even be called an app, but like a CD encyclopedia logo mm-hmm. or like, yep. um, or like the, the, the new logo for a, for a news channel that just went through a rebrand in the yeah. year 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. And not necessarily in a bad way. It also makes me think of Pixar in another way. It's just a little less graphic, like the, like the 2d version of Pixar or like, there's something well, clean and spoken about that about that intro that is that yeah. is i don't i also don't know what it is but there's something about it that is very like i'm gonna get a thing of quality out of this mm-hmm. which is funny mm-hmm. <laughs> considering and like you know no no not even disrespect to the dreamcast but it's like you know it just it was not a successful console no, um it wasn't so yeah can't wait to play Shenmue on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. PlayStation Sorry. 1 versus PlayStation 2. Yeah, that is currently sitting at the top up here. And I, I still don't know if GameCube sits above those for me yet, but we'll just, we'll figure out what, which of the PlayStation sits where first. Yeah. Um, uh, the, 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 the PS1 rocks so much. So hard, and it goes it goes for a long time, and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's such a unique soundscape. But a lot can be said. A lot of that can still be said for the PS2 startup as well. Yeah, and like the PS2 and it even start- has that that uh, that moment of the logo like fading in that. Whoom. Yeah, yeah, and I, like I I was one. This is a very specific memory that I don't re- realize that I remembered. Um, I was at a circus when I was. You're up there on the trapeze. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was like maybe 11 for some like fundraising event that I what think. What was your stage name? Uh, I was, um, I, I don't have anything funny on the, <laughs> damn it, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, 
like, yeah, there was some fundraising event that I was at and there was a circus and part of the opening act was like a musical, um, like musical acrobatics was what it was. And they had sampled a lot of different things to put together their own kind of like mix or whatever. And they sampled the PS2 startup sequence. Oh, in the, like, But it was so heavily covered by a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and you, you were like... I was like, I was piecing it together and I was like, and it was doing like, and I was like, surely that wasn't. And then my brain then switched back on to listen. And then it went like, yeah. And I was like, it was like, it was definitely (laughs) like, like it was that key that like that unlocked the realization that they had sampled that, that, that bit. Yeah. 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 That final note. Yeah, and so I think there's something to be said for that, and I think there's something also to be said for the actual visuals of it, the towers. You know this, right? That the, the, the towers in the startup sequence that you are flying through, mm. uh, those towers are dependent on how much memory has been used in the memory cards that are plugged into the PlayStation 2. So the more memory that has been used, the, like the more games that have, a, that have a memory slot allocated to the PlayStation 2, um, the more towers you will have available to you in that opening sequence which is yeah really cool i love shit like that i love it when when something reads something that's kind of innocuous to create your own personalized version of something like that totally i 100 agree and that it is dynamic you know it comes back to uh you know and they didn't really do much with it by from what i know which is little admittedly of the xbox uh startup the original xbox startup being rendered in real time how you could edit it if you modified it but um, this was literally modified at runtime. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. This, this, yeah, it was entirely dependent on runtime. Um, and also, like, it leads really well into the general PS2 menu, um, which sort of it, it seamlessly continues that feeling and the 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 like option select sound and the totally uh, going through your memory cards and stuff like that. Like, uh, I I do think I having speaking about it, I do think the PS2 sits above the PS1. I, um, I I think I agree with you, because I think it, I think it just does a bit more than the PS one does. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I I I think I think that is that is true for me as well. Um, PlayStation One versus the GameCube. That's real hard. It is really especially because I didn't own a PS One, right? So like, I am very fond of that that sound but not from a personal standpoint. You know, I think of Crash, but that's because, like, I would play Crash at a friend's house and then would go home to the place where I did not have a PS1. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, the GameCube, however, I owned that console. I bought that console with, like, pocket money when I was, like, seven. Like... Yeah. Well, I probably contributed, like, 50 bucks or something. But, like... Sure. Now, I don't, I don't have nearly as much nostalgia for the GameCube because... I never owned one, and my the most yeah. of my experience with the GameCube opening theme is uh, the uh, what's it called the the using that when uh, like seeing that when loading up Super Smash Brothers Melee at a friend's uh-huh. house. Um, and hey, that's valid. Totally, totally. Hmm. Um, this is this is really hard. <laughs> I think. I uh, this and this is this is also this is perhaps too nostalgic, but I will say, okay. when I got my CRT TV that I love very much, uh huh, 
the very first thing I did was plug in a PlayStation 1, regardless of what game was in it, uh, just yeah. to have that startup sequence on that CRT. Yep. To hear it. I do. Yeah. I think you're, I think what you're, 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 you're finding here is, is, uh, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. It's, it is, I think the PS1 hits a bit harder. The, the PlayStation 1, I think, does represent an era. Yeah. Whereas I think the GameCube, like, just rocks. <laughs> Whereas the PlayStation... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, you know, starting up Smash Melee or Colosseum, all those times, or Shrek 2 even, like, it was everything. Mm. Um, but... Does it represent that era of gaming? I think what it is is that the PS1 intro goes hard every time. Because yeah. now I'm starting to think about the times when it's normalized. And the the GameCube intro, I think, can be quite easy to uh, write off once you become familiar with it. Sure. Like. Don't forget. Sorry, sorry. But like I, like, I can hear it and I can appreciate it and it's been so long and I miss hearing it. Um, but I feel like I would always love hearing the PS1 startup sound. I, I think the same. I think today, now, like all this time removed and nostalgia and all of that, I would love hearing the GameCube startup sound anytime now. Mm-hmm. But um, back then as well, I reckon I would still love the PS1 sound every time. So that I think that cements our top three. Uh, can, can I... Can I, 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 I am curious just to play off GameCube versus 360. Okay, yeah. So we've got... For the look of the, the the most relevant rankings at the top here, we've got PS2, PS1, GameCube at three, Xbox 360 at four, Dreamcast at five. Um. Uh. Yeah. Sure. So you wanna you wanna listen to 360 again and GameCube again? Yeah. Yeah. Like just 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 really quick, just so we can have it a bit a bit fresher in our minds. Um. The GameCube is this. Oh. oh, it's pretty special. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's pretty special. It's pretty fun. And the three sixty, the 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 first three sixty. You know what that you know what that three sixty logo treatment and animation and startup sound screams to me. What next gen? Do you know what it screams to me? Tell me. Online multiplayer. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. Which was a big deal in 2005, 2006, and 2007. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, this is hard. It is really difficult putting these two up against each other. Because, like, I'm, I'm thinking of different things every time I hear it again. You know, all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm taken back to Wind Waker and I had, like, Sonic Riders on... Uh, on GameCube. I, that's where I played Sonic Adventure 2, but also the Xbox startup. Now I'm thinking of, um, oh shit, I had it. What was the one I was thinking of for that startup menu just then? For the 360. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was thinking of a different game when looking at that startup logo. Halo, Gears, Banjo, Forza. I think it was, it's Halo through the lens of RVB. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then also, yeah, the stuff that like friends were playing when it came out and like they were getting achievements like GTA 4 and like, yeah. Test Drive Unlimited. Like, Burnout Paradise. Burnout Paradise, exactly. Yeah. 
that like some of the original Dead Rising. Um, yeah, it's it's it's, oof, it's hard, and I, like you know, part of it. Oh, I, and and Mass Effect and Assassin's Creed. Sure. Yeah. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Mass Effect, uh, Assassin's Creed Two. The first time I played it was on the 360, right? Um. So yeah, it, I I know what you mean that like I sort of look at that and I go like, ooh, there's a there's there's also a thing there. Yeah. Um. Not only did they go for it, but they hit it. <laughs> yes. They yeah. accurately represented what they were going for. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. And that that was that that was a standing animation. They updated it in 2010 or whatever. That was five years. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. That they, they updated that like to to this one um years later. Which is nice, but it's not the same. Yeah, no, like it's it's still really good. Like yeah. I still I still think it's above. I still I still think it, that one on its own would probably be a top ten. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's not as good as the, the original. Um, Shit. Uh... I, I'm honestly happy either way. I think that the 361 is maybe. I think the GameCube one is like it is so jovial. Mm-hmm. And it is so like that to me, even though I've never played it on that console, that to me, that um, intro is directly attached to the feeling of Mario Sunshine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but it's tricky. I I can just barely by a, by a, a whisper of a of a margin see 360 above gamecube here because like listening to it again and being hit with different memories yeah is fascinating and it all comes from you know who who brought their their console over and and then i got to play it for that weekend you know like if it weren't for those like handful of times right i went to a friend's house we played assassin's creed all day or you know the next weekend i played mass effect and then it wasn't for months until i played it again yes um if it weren't for those times, I wouldn't be having this feeling. But it does represent so much in a way that the GameCube just doesn't because as much as I am fond of that system, it did not do what the 360 did. No, and, like, it it, it couldn't. Um, and, and, like, let's be fair, we're not ranking the console. No, no, not at all. No, no, we are, we are ranking the startup sequence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I think part and parcel of that is the nostalgia. It is what it makes you think of. It is what, what it makes you feel as part of that. And, and it's history of what it represents it's, is yeah, it's, it's, pertinent. It's a promise of the console, um, which is uh, important. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's, the, it's the reason that brands spend millions of dollars, uh, on like, um, uh, logos for like film companies just prior to the film beginning, right? They want you to, they want you to feel that like, oh, this is going to be a 20th century Fox film. This is, you know, like, what do you think of when you see the fucking LucasArts logo? Yeah, totally. Or like the the Universal Pictures theme, or like the lady with the 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 the, the torch, like the mm-hmm. like the Statue of Liberty, like yeah. or or the Fox intro. That that shit works and has become iconic to us. The MGM Lion, right? Like exactly. They, they are they are pillars, <laughs> titans. 
<laughs> Brands. Um, Marketing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm happy with either. I think, it, like, the 360 hits harder for me, but I am happy with either. I'm also happy with either, to be clear, but I think the 360 just gets a little, just a little, little, little leg up. Are there, are there any further changes you want to make here? So we we did we went through the bottom ones pretty quickly, which was fine. So mm-hmm. starting from the bottom again, at number 16, we've got PSP. Number 15, we've got Jaguar, because it's funny, like you said. The PSP is kind of fine, but not much. Mm-hmm. PS5 is just above that, because it's kind of quality, but again, not much. Yep. Um, I reckon by the time we get to the end of this life cycle and I've had some distance from it, it would sit higher for me, but that's because I use it every day. And I know for many people it won't. Yeah. I, um, I think the 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 going into the PS5 UI and not having like any personalization, I think sort of it, that's it doesn't feel special. Exactly. And yeah. like it doesn't it doesn't represent anything in and of itself. It represents the system and not not the the era. Yeah. Um, which I which is fine, but it is not as fun. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Xbox Series logo is uh, the Xbox Series like like symphony like pulse that they've got um, is again really nice. I think again that one at the end of the console system will sit a bit higher than probably the Xbox One and the Game Boy, um, maybe above the PS3. But I don't think it's there yet. We don't have that that distance to have garnered the fondness for it like the rest of these have. Yeah. So I think that that sits fine. Game Boy above that, it's iconic, but it's boring. Uh, Xbox One, I would maybe swap Game Boy and Xbox One, but it's it's a it's a coin toss for me. I'm happy to do that. Uh, PS3 with the with the with the orchestra tuning with the string instruments. I think um, I want to put the Game Boy Advance above the DS. Game Boy Advance above the DS. Can we have a can we have a uh, can we have a, oh, a re listen for I those? Do, I do not have those links on me anymore. <laughs> in the dock uh yeah but that, i've got to get out get out of the dock who's <laughs> <laughs> okay, crippled with you do you want me to post the links in chat it's, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i do <laughs> so game boy advance and ds you said yes <laughs> all right this one is uh here's game boy advance uh-huh Oh god, that was funny. Being crippled by. Well, it was like I had a lot of windows open, and Chrome has started to become very, very much of a hog on my computer lately. And so I'm trying Uh to just make sure everything is going. Trying to make sure everything's going smoothly. (laughs) (laughs) So, so the Game Boy Advance. The Game Boy Advance. Love it. And the Nintendo DS. Both very simple. Mm-hmm. Both, I think, uh, done a disservice by listening to them through like headphones through a PC because I think coming out of their speakers they sound better. Uh, I, I, I they... agree, and that's fine. We we know that context and we can think of it in that in that sense. Yeah. Uh, it's it's funny because they they are both quite simple, um, like in and of themselves. I yeah. think the advance tops the tops the DS just a bit. I I um, I, th- I think so. I think 
just being that, that bit more dynamic. And it's also with the color, like the, the rolling color animation on the, on the GameCube logo where the DS is so clean. It's so like 2004, like white and black. Like yeah. that's what the DS is. It yeah. is white and black. This, this is and a, that's dude, this fine. is like, and I know that they're all digital consoles cause that's what it is. But yeah. the DS was a digital console and yeah. the Game Boy Advance <laughs> felt just a little bit analog. It, it, and it feels fun. Yeah. Like it's fun to hold and look at like the battery and the color and the, the shape of the buttons. The DS has some of that, um, but it was also quite like, oh my God, it's got a touchscreen and it's a, it's the new thing. And I could use it to write notes. And like, it's, it, it's, it's, it's partially going for the PDA market in 2004. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. You could like just a little bit. I bought a pedometer for my DS. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, the DS was the start of Nintendo trying to court the, the mid forties and up yeah. <laughs> uh, segment. Yeah. So yeah, Game Boy Advance above DS, I think suits uh, totally fine. So then we're looking at uh, number seven with the OG Xbox, number six, Sega Genesis, Sega, mm-hmm. number five, Dreamcast, GameCube 360, PS1, PS2. So is there anything in that five, six, seven list with the two Sega consoles and the original Xbox that you want to shuffle around? I don't think so. Yeah, you're happy with OG Xbox below Sega Genesis? I'm happy with that. Yeah. I, Dreamcast is fun. I, it could kind of go anywhere for me. Like, I don't think it's higher than where it is. Uh, I could see it lower, but like, I'm not going to fight for it to move, really. I don't think it. I think it's fine. I'm just going to play it one more time. There's really not much like it. No, there's not. Unless you... Or unless you created some graphic startup for uh, a publishing company that released VCRs or yeah, tapes or, for them. Or it was like, <laughs> you're, a, you're a graphic design company in 1998 yeah. that specializes in the logo that IBM used or something, right? There's like yeah. a... There's like, a, there's like, like a, that's their claim to fame. Yeah, like there's a very specific thing that, that it goes for. And I think it nails it. Why did the Dreamcast that was... Sega's first 3D console, maybe outside of the Sega CD, uh, that was like their first proper standalone 3D console. Use a, a very boring 2D graphic of the like orange swirl. It's so nondescript. I think the Dreamcast logo was actually meant to represent online connectivity. Oh, right. It, it wasn't. Fe- it feels kind of like. And I and I, this doesn't make sense when I say these words. <laughs> it feels kind of like the internet. Um, You're right. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But do you know what I mean? And you can say no. Nope. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think that the dream. I think that the Dreamcast feels like the internet, and I'm just going to leave it okay. at that. Um, there's like like look the, the Dreamcast. Like you connect to the internet. You can play fucking Fantasy Star online. Um, uh huh. You came with like you could buy a keyboard for that fucking console and and a mouse and there was like a router attacher um to that to that thing so you could you could make it an online connect you could browse the web on the dreamcast uh-huh. and i th- i think there is a weird like there's a dial-up feel to that console um yeah i can i, I get that the thing is though like i don't think a swirl represents that when i see that swirl in the context of today 
I think of spiraling the drain. <laughs> <laughs> See, to me, that logo belongs in the video game Hypnospace Outlaw. And I know that's partly because of the things that were like that, you know, there were, there were things in that video game that are inspired by the Dreamcast and all that stuff. But that's that's that game where you like you're browsing a computer. Yeah, you're browsing the internet from like 1998. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's the game. But like the Dreamcast could also function as a thing that is meant to parody what it actually was. But 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 not in a not in a mean spirited way. In a like this is so so distilled. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't do much for me, but that again, it's fine. Kind of like how Darth Vader is like could look like a parody of Darth Vader, right? <laughs> if that makes sense, it makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Cool. So that le- that means our list is as follows. Then, uh, starting from the top, that's, that's, our that's, winner. That's, starting from the bottom. Start from the start from the bottom. Starting from the bottom, our loser <laughs> is <laughs> the PlayStation Portable. It's fine, but not particularly memorable. Yeah. Number 15 is the Jaguar, because it's very funny. It's just hilarious. Um, it's just so funny. Uh, number 14 is the PS5. It's good enough. Mm-hmm. Number 13 is the Xbox Series slash the One uh, X after a certain point, because they kept updating it. It's the one and the same now. Uh, just after that is the Xbox One. You're very right, Jeremy. The sound that we heard after every Xbox game trailer for like seven years. Yeah, um, like I, I associate that that startup sound with like, uh, like, like it plays best on Xbox One, or like there's there's like a, like yeah. a little voiceover jingle um, that yep. is like you know play it now on Xbox Game Pass. It's funny I tune out a lot of those ads because I cared so little about the Xbox One. <laughs> uh, above the Xbox One, we have the Game Boy. Above that, we have the PS3. Uh, sorry, and uh, Xbox One at number twelve, Game Boy at number eleven, PS3 at number ten, DS at number nine. Number eight is the Game Boy Advance. Number seven is the original Xbox rendered in real time, the direct Xbox. Number six is Sega for the Genesis. Num- number, and five. number five, let, let's go through the top five um, properly. as, as we Oh, and, and we'll hear them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, number five, the Dreamcast. There That's we go. So funny. It really does hit me like a like a. I know I said this before, but like the the graphics you get at the start of a tape that you play on your PC. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the ABC startup yes. logo that they had in the <laughs> in the nineties. Oh, I miss that one so much. All right, uh, what is four, it? Number four is the, the GameCube. GameCube. Oh, <laughs> it's good stuff. So good. It's good stuff. All right. Number three, Number three, the Xbox 360. Now, that's how you make a fucking 3D logo. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, 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 the light splashes on the sphere and cuts into it and it glows green through it and it spins around and swirls. And, it's so cool. And the, the little logo itself, the, the inner cavity where the, where the X is actually like t- uh, re- cut, uh, t- out. T- cut out, like it, it shimmers inside, if you notice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Very, very well done. Number two. The PlayStation, the PlayStation 1. PlayStation 1. You know this. Oh. It's the longest one and it It's the longest one and I never want it to end. Yeah, it 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 owns its length. It rules. And you see the their their own logo that you that you haven't seen anywhere else really, that old um PlayStation logo with the colors behind it, with the S behind the P. Um it's so fucking good. It is really cool. And then Jeremy, if you found a, a different PS2 noise for, for for the number one contender, we have the PlayStation 2. Wait for it. <laughs> it's funny how that is like, that is entirely dependent on how, like on the current state of your console and games. Yeah. And like how, how long it takes to load and you can, you can make it past the, like the dive through the towers and you can, you can actually wait. Like sometimes I remember it freezing. Yeah. Like it never get got to the PS2. Like, whoop. <laughs> and especially if, um if you have a PlayStation 2 that is running custom firmware, that yep. that means that like you did everything correctly. It's like, Ooh. yeah, and I was like, oh, thank God, because um, like yeah. also like some games, depending on the games, would or would not load, and so it would be like sometimes you'd be waiting there just for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations to the PS2 and the PS1. Sony's being well represented here, and Xbox 360 for the first, second, and third places respectively. Um, that was such a fun trip down memory lane. Thank you for that, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, everyone. Well, if you are if you're feeling all warm and fuzzy inside, I am too. That was so fun. <laughs> we're gonna throw to a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about Final Fantasy 16 and Pokemon Sleep. Uh, so stick around, and uh, we'll we'll be right back. Well, oh, but Jeremy's gonna press yeah, the button right. now I, that he has. We're gonna we're gonna be right back. Waking up at the controls. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. During the break, I found a bar of chocolate that's been past its best before date for three and a half years, and I tried it, and it was not great. <laughs> I am shocked. <laughs> it's organic. Because it's organic, I did not think it would last at all. I thought it would be, like, bad. But it lasted. It's just, its flavors have developed in strange ways. How I many summers has it has it had? Uh well it it's best before was March thirteenth of March twenty twenty so it's had one so summer. we owned it before that so it had the summer of twenty 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 one twenty two twenty it's had four summers it is melted and frozen and melted and frozen mm. five times at least our pantry doesn't get too hot but also yes <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I don't recommend that you do that. And I look forward to the next block of chocolate that I can have that hasn't gone past the point of no return. One from this um, decade, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, one from this one from this century. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Um, one of them relatively specifically and one of them relatively vaguely. Uh, first off, this last week, Pokemon Sleep launched. I think we spoke about it maybe briefly on a post-show or 
pre-show or something like that last week because I, I remember, I think I used it. I think you told me about it. You told me about it when we recorded last week and, yeah. I, and I used it the first time that night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done a full week of Pokemon Sleep. Uh, I went out on Wednesday with, uh, with my mum uh, to do something for her birthday and when we're on the train, I was showing it to her because she, when I was big into Pokemon when I was younger, she always liked Psyduck. And I was like, oh, I actually got one. Like, here, let me show you the Psyduck. Um, but this game is so... Jeremy, I'd like to hear your thoughts about it because mine are so like tangential and like completely irrelevant to like what it actually is on its own. So what do you think of this app on its own for the, just for the, on, as, as it, as it stands right now? Yeah. So, uh, Pokemon Sleep, it's just as a, as a quick, like two liner, it's a passive game where on your phone, you, uh, record your sleep patterns and doing that like gives you like points and experience towards like a Snorlax. Yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, like you That's are like, like dream power or something. Or yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and like, it's weird. Like I'm not like a hundred percent clear on everything in the game. Yeah. There's like a hand, there's like a handful of mechanics and progression uh, like tactics that are all sort of happening at once, and there's just there's just a lot of nouns. There's just a lot mm. of nouns and and names. A lot of, of currencies. A lot of numbers uh, that are all mm. sort of going around um, because you are you are researching a Snorlax or something. And no, you're you're researching the Pokemon that gather around the sleeping Snorlax. Right. And and the Pokemon sleep in rare positions or rare Pokemon come and sleep around the Snorlax, the more sleep power it has. Yeah, and, and you can, like, you collect sleeping... like the, You collect the different sleeping positions that the Pokemon are sleeping in. And mm. by collect, like, you, like, record them. Like, it's like... Yeah, like you, like, uh, research them. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Catalog. And and each Pokemon has their own currency, not unlike Pokemon Go. Yeah, and candies. Yeah, and you also have an overall currency that determines whether or not you can level them up as well. Dream shards. Yeah, dream shards. And then there's like gems and like research points. Yep. Um, or sleep points, I think is what they are. Yep, yep, yep. And you like visit them throughout the day to collect each each of the the I've currently got four Pokemon in my research facility. Um you you catch up with them every now every like three times a day I think is when it is. And then you will collect their currency. And then every time you go to sleep, Snorlax listens to you and records your sleeping <laughs> and tells you if you've had a good slumber or you've uh-huh. only just been dozing. Yeah. Um and there is also cooking. <laughs> yeah, you can cook Snorlax three meals a day. Yeah, like the, the the game is sort of broken up into three segments being morning, day and night. Yeah. Um and <laughs> then after a week you can then change your location. <laughs> Remember um, when I said can you have to? Remember when I said this is going to be two sentences? <laughs> um, I do remember that, but I didn't. I didn't want to grill you on it. <laughs> it's, it's it's really fucking weird, and not a lot of it is clear off the gate. 
um, because they sort of just throw you into a lot of stuff, even though there's like a bunch of tutorials that take a few days to get through all of them. Yeah, it's like Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Um, y- like you can't, and then you get through them and you're like, this is very weird and complicated and you can have friends that you can share research data with, which is also weird. There's like, mm-hmm. a, there's, a, there's like a lot of systems very quickly. Yeah. It's like the opposite of Pokemon Go where everyone downloaded Pokemon Go and then everyone's like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, but it's more like, oh, there's a lot of things here that I don't understand. I'm just going to ignore it because it scares me. Um, how have I found it? It's okay. Um, the app is a little bit buggy, I have found. Um, yeah. Like I've noticed quite a few bugs of like, I have someone who has sent me a friend request who I don't know who they are, um, but they have sent me a friend request and in time I go to accept it. Um, it does not accept and then the app freezes. Um, oh no. <laughs> like just this one person, I accepted everyone else totally fine. Um, so if you added me on Pokemon Sleep, Soz, um, I oftentimes... Uh, will forget to to say, hey, I'm going to sleep now, start recording me. And so then I will then, after the fact, I can then um, record da- uh, sleep data after the fact. Right. But um, then you miss all the research points, right? Like uh, I've, you don't, I've, I've got you the, don't get new Pokemon for that. I've got the uh, the battle, the sleep pass premium uh, trial. And so oh. if you start the trial for that, because it's, which it's just all the features, but you get it free for two weeks. Um, if you if you have the premium pass, you will get actually. Uh, they allow you to record sleep and get full bonuses. Um, okay, that's fun. Yeah. Um, when I go back and record previous data, um, the like the when did you go to sleep and when did you wake up? Time and date options that they give you, it's like are wrong. Um, all the time. Uh, they don't, oh. like the, whatever is there is not working correctly. Um, oh no. And so I have to put in the wrong time and then try and work out which one is going to mean that's the right time. Um, wow. Yeah. Now I had a bug today where, cause this is the end of the full week and they, you can look at sleep trends. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, you don't have enough sleep data. You needed to have used the app four times this week. I was like, I definitely did that. <laughs> you bastard here. You can I can go to the other sleep data tab and look at the seven days that you recorded me. Yeah, I think that... Like, it's all there. And I so I, I think those are the days where I turned the Wi-Fi off before I went to sleep. No, I had that as well. But now looking at the app, because I've got it open now, uh, the information has since populated. Um, oh, so I think just okay. at that might, time it didn't go. work. But now I think it will. Um, yeah, it's such a fascinating mix between an idle game and a sleep tracker. Like, it is doing both but like both of them in like a halfway. Yeah, I don't think it's doing either of them that well because um, I can't like the, the one thing that I really wanted it to is I wanted it to connect to like my uh, Apple Health or Google Fit depending on which phone I was using at any given moment, um, but it, it doesn't connect to those. It only works on its own system. And so I can't share this data or share data into it from another app I might want to use. Right. Which is really frustrating. Um yeah, with you having experience in that realm, I can see that. I as some, I, I don't have any experience with stuff like that. So I'm using this as someone, as this is my like introduction to sleep tracking stuff, and I'm like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, and like this is like the, like realistically, it's like it's okay. It's nothing spectacular. Yeah, I don't think this is worth any money. I will say. No, and they do ask for a lot for the pass. It's yeah. 15 a month or uh, you can buy it six months for one month free. Yes. Um, 
Which is a lot of money it, for an app. It is a lot of money for an app. And you don't really get that much. No. You get, like, a cheaper shop. <laughs> yeah. like And, like, it's, it's really fucking cute. Like, and I love that, like, you're not just cataloging the different Pokemon. You're cataloging them sleeping in different ways. So there's... And they all have their own different animations. They get to hang out. Like, I've caught a... Like, I, I, I just get to... Seeing a ghastly sleep is so funny. Like, it's so cute. It's like, I've never thought of what a ghastly looks like when it sleeps. That's great. Or, like, Psyduck has, like, a permanent headache. Or, like, I got to see Growlithe sleeping. And he's, like, seeing all these dog Pokemon, like, sleeping like dogs, you know, like, stretched out on their sides and they yawn. And, like, it, it, it is really cute and really nice. Um, it runs like a bastard on my phone. It does not like it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really laggy every time I press a menu button or whatever. Right. Um. For me, I loaded this up and it shows you a splash screen. It says the Pokemon Company and Select Button, which is the name of the studio who made Magikarp Jump. <laughs> the Pokemon game I've played the most. <laughs> yeah, the, the one you love the most. <laughs> and I can see a lot of their idle game uh, influences in here. The diamonds is literally the same currency that they used uh, for premium currency there. But also the way it's like, you know, Magikarp Jump was like, you, you get your Magikarp up to a certain maximum you run them through the tournament and after they'd reached their maximum, they retire from like the sport. And then you have to start with a new Magic Cup with, uh, with an intrinsic bonus that you earn for having completed uh, one Magic Cup's run. Um, and you get that same thing here with the Snorlax. You go through each week, the Snorlax gets up to a certain size and then you go through again, but now that area has a bonus. Like I do like the way they have all of those different things in there as someone who is familiar with those systems from the other game. Um, that said, I do not think it is particularly neat I don't mind that though, because what it means is I can't play it like Magic Carp Jump. This game just does isn't really built for it. I, I I think like they they've built this game in a way that sort of encourages me to not care as much. I like checking in three or four times a day, grabbing all of the ingredients that the Pokemon have gathered over the time, cooking a meal if it's time, mm. giving that to Snorlax, and then being like nothing else to do. Close my phone. Like I, I really like that. It's that simple. And even at the end of the day, it's like, okay, get the berries. Everyone's tired. I'm ready to go to sleep. Go to sleep. Um, that it has to, that the, the screen has to be on the whole time sucks. Yeah. Uh, that they recommend that you keep it plugged in sucks. I, I did try it one night when it was fully charged before I went to bed. Uh, and that lasted. Okay. Um, but that means I have to plug it in before I go to bed. And I would just prefer to only have to plug my phone in when it gets low on battery at the time. And that's the whole, that's a, that's a me thing. Um, but I do really appreciate it and it has gotten me to bed slightly earlier a number of times this week which is something I struggle with I struggle with sleep I struggle with getting myself to bed and getting enough sleep and then getting up on time it's a whole time management sinkhole that I that I live in yeah. and having something to just gently nudge me that's a little bit fun that's quite nice and gives me even some small artifice of motivation to keep going. Like, it's it's all fake. It's all bullshit. It's all just, like, 2D images of Pokemon who I've been looking at for the past 25 years of my life. Yeah. But, you know, that's an, that's enough sometimes, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it has been enough. I think the most valuable thing for me for this, for what this means for me as a sleep tracking app itself, and, I mean, I could get this from any sleep tracking app, but getting to the end of the week or even the end of the work week and seeing my average amount of hours slept per night 
I think is going to be a real motivator for me because it's so easy to be like, oh, well, I had a bad night last night, but I can make a better. And then just roll on day after day and sort of like kid yourself that you get enough sleep when you really don't. Like I got less, I got less than seven hours of sleep on average this week. And that's bad. I need more sleep than, I know I need more sleep than that. I know I run bad on, on only seven and a half hours sleep a night. So like that's, that's actually going to be a real motivating factor for me. And I'm glad there has been something that has prompted me to do that. Would I maybe have been able to do this earlier with an app that's been out for five years? Uh, yes, almost definitely. Or maybe if I bought a Fitbit for like 150 bucks or something, but yeah. like they always fall apart. So I don't want to do that. Um, you know, like there's, there's so many ways that maybe I could have done this earlier or, and, or maybe I could have done this better or maybe I could do it better today than, than this. But I like that there's something here that is like it's going to get me in regardless of that i think that there's not enough here that i think will keep me going Mm -hmm. only because like i get more information out of another sleeping and i know this is not like a medical app yeah Um, what kind of information are you missing that you would go to another app for like like trends and uh you know the the a loose concept of the idea of sleep debt because I know I know that sleep debt is not a real thing, um, but there is you know like if you go to sleep and you only get three hours sleep, you, like the the concept is that if you get four additional hours of sleep the next night, then you'll be back to normal, which is not really how that works. Um, but there is you know catching up on sleep is a is a thing that that can work to an extent. Um, but also things like, um, like, like I know, I know this app does the like, you know, here's you can play um, audio clips of you being very loud in the middle of the night. Um, but th- that the, is because it's almost always it's almost always my cat or yeah, the covers right. moving. Yeah. But then sometimes it's me sleep talking and I get to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing, right? Like I on other apps, I I get better versions of that where like it can detect yeah. what I'm doing. Um, it detects when I'm struggling to sleep or when I'm acting restless because it knows that like, Hey, like the phone moved and uh, like if it's on my mattress, Hey, like, like the phone moved, you got louder and the it, things were shuffling around a lot. Like it can, it can figure that out. Um, but I also like, I don't know if the game part of it is fun enough for me to bother with it. Um, it, it often likes to, like if I if I log in, it likes to go through its entire thing. When sometimes I literally just want to log in to say, "Give me more sleep." But then when I when I don't bother engaging with it for like a day, but I want to continue to keep up the sleep stuff, and then I, at some point I'll come back to it. It'll it'll like threaten me by saying like, "Hey, like you better collect your rewards, otherwise they'll disappear." Or whatever, and I'm like, I don't like, but I don't want to do this right now. Like I want to like let me yeah. collect three sleeps worth of rewards after three days. You don't like. Mm. What are you running out of space? Like no, just like. Well, like, no. What it is is they want you checking in each day. Yeah, yeah, they 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 want me to to be around the things that will hopefully get me to spend money. Yeah, or at least make it part of your like your life, right? Your routine. Yeah. Um, in the hope that I will spend money. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that is the end goal. But I mean, even if you make it just part of your routine and then you tell people about it, like that, it's, that's that can even be a part of their goal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's funny. They they they. It starts with like a note for minors. You, it is not allowed for you to buy things. Get permission from your parents or make purchases together. It's like, uh, you know what? I don't. 
I I think the idea of kids going to sleep with this app is cute for the game aspect and terrible for the everything else aspect. Right. Like, I don't really think, unless, like, you're dealing with some medical issue or behavioral issue or something like that, I don't really think a kid needs to be tracking their sleep. Um, yeah, look, it, like, it, it, it depends on the I don't think that sleep. data would have done me any good as a kid. I think I would have become neurotic about it. I used to as a kid. I used to have sleep apps when I was a kid, and I found it useful. Because mm. I, I, like, what, what it would... Are we talking, like, 8, 10? No, talking, like, like teen. That's, like, that's fine. Like, 13 plus whatever. I, 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 like, kids, like, you know? Like, it, like it, primary it can, school kids. It can teach healthy um, patterns, like, you know, like, hey, you had a worse night's sleep on this night when you only got four hours and you got six hours on this one. It's important to get six hours or whatever. Um, but I, but I think, yeah, like it's not enough. I think it needs to teach you like if, if they want to do that for kids then they should teach kids what to do, um, in a, in a, in a genuine, like tutorialistic way of like, yeah, I mean, they do have good sleep tips. They only pop up when you're cooking and like I'm cooking at that point in time. So they don't like yeah register, but like, I don't want to see when I'm going to sleep, but like, it's not a sleep app. It's, it's it's a game, but it's not a game. It's a sleep app. Yeah, yeah. And I think it I just know. it just kind of does both of those. Not great. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I think for me, it does both of them well enough that I'm happy with it. Um, but I think my standards are quite low. <laughs> you should look at other sleep apps and see if they work for you as well. Uh, but none of them have Growlithe sleeping on my on my front screen. You know. Oh, you can you can change that. You could just make that your background. Oh, I guess I could. I don't think he'd be moving though. I don't think I could get him moving around. You can you can get you've got you've got an Android phone. I don't want to spend that battery, Jeremy, on a moving background. It's probably <laughs> gonna be more efficient than a than the app. Than the app. If it's just it a, doesn't destroy my battery, it's not bad. No, but if it's just like an animated looping GIF. What do you mean it's <laughs> more, more efficient than something that uses the microphone and the clock and the screen technically? And, and the screen. God, the screen. I just wish it didn't use the screen the whole time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's, so yeah, that's, that's, that's Pokemon Sleep. That, that's Pokemon Sleep. Um, it's worth trying. Yeah, and it's like, free. you know, it's funny that it's here, right? Finally, after yeah. being spoken about for so long. Um, I love the, the Magikarp jump crossover element for it for me personally <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> and just seeing their design ethos like transfer from here to there especially as i only just like finished magic up jump like within the within the last six months it's cool to be like oh here's the new one <laughs> this is not um, <laughs> this is not gonna be the new one well no it's not and it's so funny as well because they 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 gather you in with a bit of the like collectathon vibe of Pokemon of like try and get all the sleeping types, but then it's like it's, I can't. It's so slow. <laughs> well, yeah, because when you have you could do have a like a dozing sleep style like overall or a snoozing or a slumbering right, which is like the 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 like the the, the types of deep sleep, like how deep your sleep was, and if it was like overall this one, then you get that overall style, which means that the type of Pokemon you gather around. Snorlax are of this type. They come from this category. Yeah. Um, but there's no way you could control that really outside of just getting better sleep. So maybe you get one or the other. No, it is and so it, completely that's random. Another part, yeah, exactly. Which then becomes another... They, they haven't 
leaned away from that though. They haven't made, I hope not, uh, not, not in the way that I've seen, a way for you to like control what that is or for you to like spend money to change that. I mean, there probably is, but I'm, I guess I'm not engaging with that. But they're not like, they're not hammering that home either. They're just like, hey, you slept this style. These yeah. Pokemon arrived. It just kind of is what it is. And I do appreciate that. Um, because the sleep just needs to be what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pokemon sleep. Pokemon sleep. They sure do. Uh, so yeah, that's Pokemon sleep. And then I just want to wrap up today with a brief discussion about my feelings having finished 24 hours ago. I finished Final Fantasy 16. Um, Jeremy, today I was going through some of my footage. And if you remember, I had uh, I had about 10 hours of gameplay done on an early access build of the game. Um, but then I had I, I had to give up my access. So, but my point being, I, I saw today uh, the first bit of footage I recorded for that game of me starting it, uh, which was on the 7th of June. So I started playing this game more than one and more than one and a half months ago yeah uh for the first time and then i had to replay it when it came out a month ago my total hours played on this having finished the game close to 100 percent for the first playthrough uh is at 70 hours and i don't i think that includes the hours i put in previously but i honestly can't say for sure and it may actually just be the one save file it's right. a lot of game yeah, right. when you do all the stuff. Yeah. Ah, it's Final um, Fantasy. It is Final Fantasy. It's different Final Fantasy, though. And all the estimates I saw were like, ah, oh, 40 to 60 hours. And then I like pushed above it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, I am about to sneeze here. And that will happen at some point. Or maybe I scared it away by bringing it up. But uh, I can't wait for it. And I have to keep talking because I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I got to the end of the game. Um, and ultimately, I was a bit disappointed by uh how it ended um at the end i i i was i really bought in at the start i think they do a great job setting the stage uh unfortunately i think the game sets up interesting questions and dynamics and situations and then as they become resolved or developed throughout the game everything gets gradually piece by piece less and less interesting yeah. Um, just with how things develop. Not to say that it's not worth playing. For me, I think this game, I was thinking about this, the game lands at a solid eight. This is a great game. I really enjoy it. I think of it fondly. I will go back to it. I may go do New Game Plus right after this. I might get bored. I'm not sure. Um, but like, I'm not upset with this game. I'm not, it's not a bad game. Like I'm glad I played it. It, it was, it has been so much of my last month and I'm, and it's been so fun. I think the combat is exquisite, but that they didn't tie off and like, uh, uh, reward me with a feeling of, um, paying off those parts of the plot that they started with that I wanted to see paid off. Um, it had me actively bummed last night. I was like, I was messaging Sam. I was like, oh, I finished it. I didn't love the ending. It was this and that, but man, the combat's good. Shame about the ending. And then I was, and I was sitting, sitting on it. And like, I watched the credits and I watched the post credits. And then I got up and I did some washing and like, I like washed some clothes and I hung stuff out. And 
thinking about it and, I, and then I listen to the kind of funny review and I'm thinking about it and I watch someone else's review I watch the completionist video on and I skip through a bit and I watched all the old trailers and I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about it and I messaged Sam again I was like I think I'm right now in this moment I think I'm actually actively upset <laughs> 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 just because I wanted it to be more because because of how much I was bought in yeah and um something we were talking about in the break Jeremy and I said oh I better hold on to that for the show I was talking about how I did after all of that thinking, about two hours of thinking, I couldn't help it and I loaded up New Game Plus. And they give you the option to skip the prologue, basically the demo section of the game. Oh, that's good. The, the flashback uh, up to when you wake up in the battlefield. Oh, pardon me. That was gross. <laughs> that was that chocolate coming back. Pardon me. Um, and I chose not to skip it because... Again, a lot of what I enjoyed of this game was the story and those initial hooks that they set up in that time frame. And it has been so long since I played it fresh. So I did half of the the intro last night. And I feel like the writing is way sharper than it was at the end. I feel like the, the stakes and the situation is so much more interesting than it was. There's something that is really fascinating that I noticed. You know in the start how uh, Clive is... he's He's in this assassins group, but he's in he's in servitude to the Sandraquois Empire, and they're there to take take out uh, a dominant of one army as they come to clash with another. When you look at that scene, part of the reason why that scene is so interesting is it's a very bombastic introduction to you know the icons and Shiva and Titan fight and and the the armies fight and it's quite impressive. Mm. Almost every nation that you see in the game is represented in that one scene. You don't see Rosaria because uh, for, for reasons that are obvious, if you've played the demo yeah. um, and Rosaria becomes represented throughout the rest of the game, but you, but like they don't have like a, a governor body to represent them there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like the free city of Canva and Twinside, they're more like neutral States. So there's no reason they'd be there, Yeah. but they're, they're smaller things anyway. So everyone else, you see the, the, the King of Walud is there with Benedicta. Uh, the Dalmex are there with Titan. They're, argu- they're arguing at the table. They're fighting the Iron Kingdom who are pushing on their shores after Rosaria fell. And Sandbrek is there with the assassins trying to, ta- trying to influence the whole thing by assassinating one of the icons, one of the dominants. And it's like, that feels so complex. And they have that, that political standoff in the room, in the, in the, in the, in the castle between those people and they have history and relationships that you don't know and, and agreements that have fallen through and it is so political and it, and it is never more political than that ever again in this game. Um, they, and I think that's a, that's a shame. It really is inspired by Game of Thrones. Huh? The beginning of the writing is like, oh, this is so sharp. This is so <laughs> clever. So good. And the end, you're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it descends as far. No. I don't think, no, it, it didn't. It didn't go on for for twelve years, and 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 it yeah. didn't. It didn't. It didn't go past its original writer. But yeah, I, exactly. It's like, you know what I mean, though, right? It's yeah, like, no, it's a, it's a similar trend, though. That makes sense. Yeah, That's especially funny. considering how everyone, myself included, understands how inspired this game is by Game of Thrones. Yeah. So yeah, there's things like that. That was that was something funny. I thought having. And I, and I bring it up because it, it's to do with the intro and how I feel replaying it. So, you know, I, I don't really want to go into much more than that um, uh, for fear of spoilers because I still think it's worth picking up. I still think it's excellent. I 
I think the side quests, I, I wrote this down somewhere. I said the side quests vary so wildly from why did I even bother to, oh my God, I'm crying. Right. Um, and like that means that I wanted to do each of them. Not all of them are worth doing. Like <laughs> just flat out, not all of them are worth doing. And I, I can't tell you which ones were and which ones weren't. Um, there are some that have good bits of heart in them, but a good fail safe, if you want to not waste your time, but you want to get some of the good stuff, a lot of the side quests that are introduced, um, I would say from after the, there's a whole bit where you're trying to get to twin side and then you get to twin side from after that point, I think a number of the side quests, I think the majority of side quests are better than they are bad. And especially once you hit, there's a final like glut of side quests they hit you with when it's like, you could finish the game now or you can do these 15 other things we just gave you literally this instant. And those ones are great. Those, each of them address um, like people who have, who have died along the way or uh, comrades or, or companions who you don't know or you, you learn something new about them. And like, it follows all of them up in one way or another through all of those quests. The, and those are actually quite decent because of that. They have more fully animated cutscenes in them. Um, like basically each one does by the end of it. Um, but yeah, uh, so many of them are just duds as well. So um, take that how you will. Uh, I'm going to leave it there for Final Fantasy 16. But yeah, I, I, overall, I, I, a great game. I, I have a handful of questions. I would love to answer them. Do they... Does this is gonna sound <laughs> this is gonna sound like mean, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Okay. Do they give Jill anything to do after that one thing? Um. No. Okay. Not really. <laughs> Jesus. I was uh, I was hoping for it. Yeah, at least another one, but like. I, I would say there is a partial moment. There are partial moments, but not a not an actual proper full one that like I would gauge. Like she has an arc that you reach in about the middle of the game that is like yeah you get you get her good story characters. And, yeah yeah, but um I I wouldn't say she gets an, another full one of those again no okay uh, <laughs> uh geez. uh does what'd you do to your little baby brother? <laughs> Huh? Uh, ah. What'd you do to your little <laughs> baby brother? <laughs> does okay. Does the game kind of just leave its front half like by the wayside in a way that that I think is like like it, 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 the the game does set up a bunch of interesting ideas at the beginning. Mm. Um, in the world, in the politics of the world, in the structure of those systems in that world, and and structure of power, and the people you're with who are trying to fight it, and totally, um, is is that stuff resolved, or do they just kind of move on? So, so I I know when you felt we there's like a number of time jumps in the game, and I know when you felt you hit one of those that they they left it behind. Um, I wouldn't say they leave it behind. I would say it get it all gets lumped into the to the one focus um, right. in a way where it is not explored directly. 
Okay. Uh, again. Right. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, you're you're right. Base not from that point because that is not the halfway point of the game. That is like I would say that's like the one third, two fifths point of the game. Um, there is so much more game after that time jump. And yeah, it kind of what you the the plot that you start with in that is kind of the rest of the plot right. direction. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> any okay. any 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 further questions? I've I've got more, but they're 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 more specific than I want. They're too answer. direct. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're too direct. Like I said, and I meant it when I said this, the combat is exquisite. Yeah. And when we're talking about it, yeah, maybe it's not too hard, but I don't fucking care. It's so fun to like master and to feel like I pulled off a sick combo and and there there are really good challenges that I want to go to. I think I might stream them. Um I don't know if you've heard of the the cryptoliths. I've 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 heard of them, but I'm not I'm not They unlock about two thirds of the way in. Yeah. And they're those those uh fallen stone tablets like the one back in the hideaway that lay dormant those awaken right. and what they are is they're challenges where you have to complete uh like three rounds each made up of three waves of enemies but each one the enemies are uh they come to you in a certain way they're all more aggressive so it is actually quite challenging mm. and you have a, a determined set of abilities a lot of the time of a of a singular icon so the first one you find is for the phoenix abilities that you start with and you can't even choose. They're like, this round of waves, you have a swirling cyclone or whatever it is and heat rises, and then you have to make it work. And then the next one, you have the the more intense like re- flames of rebirth attack and the uh, other one. <laughs> yeah, like, right. And so working within their set parameters to make the challenge work, and it, it'll, it forces you to explore the full depth of each icon as you go through. There are... I think there's eight challenges in in the game past that point. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe it's seven. I think it would be seven seven challenge stones. Um, and I'm so excited to get to all of those. I when I tried it, it was as they unlocked it, like level 35. Right. And I was like, I, I need I need to come back a little stronger for this because I tried it for like an hour, and it's really punishing. When you die, you have to do like all of it again. Right. Okay. Um, and I was like, nah, that, that's enough. I'll come back when when maybe I might still die, but I won't die every time. Sure. <laughs> um, so I'm very excited to get to those and explore more of the combat. And if I do get to New Game Plus, maybe I'll skip some of the side quests, but I, I do want to platinum this game. It is good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. We did it. That's the podcast for this week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, I might, when this podcast goes live, listen back to our uh, our discussion at the front of all of our... Uh, well, the, the the movie discussion was funny, but um, the, <laughs> of all of the startup sounds, I want to listen to them all again. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Uh, make sure to listen next week. Are we going to do our deep dive next week, Jeremy, on AI and whatever, or we'll see what happens? Yeah, the war between AI and and unit. Well, the war between Unity and Steam, I think, is interesting, but it talks to a lot of like the the nonsense AI shit that some dumbass companies want to keep putting inside their fucking games instead of getting people to make their games. Yep, totally. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, if we don't hit that for whatever reason, we'll have something else interesting yeah. that we can find out what it is at the time. Uh, the best way to make sure you don't miss that episode is to follow all of our socials at MinimapAU on um, X and Instagram <laughs> and TikTok. Uh, <laughs> since, since we started recording this, 
Yeah. They, they have rebranded. Oh, it's happened? Yeah, it's already, it, it's, it's already happened. The, <gasps> the logo, yeah. X. The Like, it's still called Twitter, and the website is still Twitter, and the account is still called Twitter. Oh, man. But the logo, at least, is a- X. X Corp is what it says in the bottom right corner. Ew. X Corp. I know. Gross. It's so dumb. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, you can follow us individually too. Um, Jeremy, where can they follow you on X Corp? Uh, at Obi-Wan Jazz everywhere. Everywhere, um, yeah. I, I, just, I just went on about.twitter.com because I was curious. Yeah. Like, it still references Jack. Like, it's like there's... Like, the, the, the about page on Twitter yeah. has a tweet here from Jack from March of 2018. It's just so not clean. <laughs> it's so bad. Anyway, you can follow me. Honestly, I'm actually really worried about this because, like, the, 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 the best place to follow me so far has been Twitter, and that's at KJPalmer underscore 24. I'm going to point people there because I'm going to point people to my other things from there and the reason i say that is because all of my other things would have different names but uh i joined blue sky today hive and blue sky is just kj palmer uh i think youtube is kj palmer 24 i, I think that I, I, I don't remember all of the different ones are different but yeah you can find my twitter at kj palmer underscore 24 there um and you can i'll point you to all the other ones from there <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i'm long for twitter like i might actively deactivate my uh, yeah, I might deactivate my account. I'll just send a see you never. This is going to be a ghost town for people to find and reference in the future. But like, that's it. Anyway, you can head to minimap.com.au for absolutely everything else minimap related, uh, including the mini disc podcast and our latest articles that we've published. For those of you live with us on Twitch, stick around. We're going to start the post show. For those of you listening later, make sure to give us those positive ratings, those oh so tasty five star ratings. It helps out a lot. And uh, consider joining us next week for the live show. If you wanted to help uh, us, if you wanted to support us on Patreon, uh, you can do that by helping us keep the mics and lights on by sending a bit of money our way. Uh, That's patreon.com slash minimapau. It's five Australian dollars. You get 24 hours of early access for the release of the minimap cast, uh, as well as those extra E3 watch-along shows and uh, recordings of the post show. They all go up there. Uh, So yeah, if you want to help us out, some cool things for you there. Uh, thank you so much thank you so much for listening we'll be back in a week as per usual and uh, stay safe everybody we'll see you then 